I want to give honor to the pastor as he's traveling uh, tonight to be home uh, with us. And um, I know that he's had a great time with uh, the family there. And uh, I'm excited to have them here in a couple of weeks. And, uh, and so let's, let's, let's get on with the, the message. It's 727. Uh, I've got about 33 minutes and uh, try to get out a little before. Uh, but let's, let's go to the word uh, or the Lord in prayer just for a moment. And I want, I want God to just open up this word. Um, I am just the deliverer. But I want God to speak to you in the way that he does. So would you just lift up your hands and your voices with me, God, tonight? I'm just a vessel. I have a word that you've given me, God, and I, I pray that I could deliver it in a way that you gave it to me, God, and that they would catch the spirit of this message, not because of me, but because it's your word. I pray that you would just allow this to be milk and or meat for them tonight, God. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I have a couple of scriptures, but we can... um, I know that we stand for the honor of the word the reading of the word of God, but sometimes, you know, when I think about ancient days and I think about when they, they had the scrolls and they had the, they were sitting at home. Uh, they may have stood up, but sometimes they were sitting down and they were hearing the word of God. And, uh, but we do that here uh, now in our modern day in honor of the reading of the word. But uh, I do have a lot of scriptures um, I have 16 pages of notes. Brandon knows. Um, he said I, I had to stop at 15. Um, but I'm, I just throw a bunch of stuff on here, and then I, I, I'm, I'm saying that respectfully. You're just, you're not going to get, um, you're going to get some good word tonight. All right. But I, I throw, un, and then I unpack it, and I move the important stuff to the top. So hopefully that, that, that worked out tonight. Right. So I want to talk to you tonight about milk and meat. Milk and meat. And, um, you know, it's the time of year where we're eating and we're enjoying uh, parties. And we've had Thanksgiving. We've had harvest parties. We've had, uh, we're going to have Christmas. And this is a time where we are just kind of staying at the table. Right. We kind of are living at the table. Whether it's turkey, tamales, um, green bean casserole, it could be ham, uh, anything else that you've had <laughs> or made this past weekend. And, and the leftovers that we have, turkey soup, turkey sandwiches, ham sandwiches. Um, I'm living off three-day-old enchiladas, right? Casserole that Lindsay made amazing, right? With some amazing mole sauce. Oh my gosh, she's turning into the, the Latina wife that I knew was deep inside, right? And I'm thankful. Uh, and that's, I'm gonna stop or else I'm gonna get in trouble when I get home. Um, but there's, there's the leftovers, right? And one thing that I love about the leftovers is they're easy because all you gotta do is nuke them up, right? All you gotta do is throw them in the microwave. Um, so, uh, and then we want to talk about the eggnog. Anybody like eggnog? Oh, I love eggnog. My family, Lindsay's family, and my mother and my, my side of the family, 
every now and then, probably every other day, get a picture of a glass of what I'm drinking. And usually it's a glass of eggnog, especially around this time of year. Uh, the crystal eggnog. It's got to be crystal brand, though. I know it's probably the cheaper kind, but that's, I like it. None of that southern comfort or anything like that, right? Um, but I want to talk to you about milk and meat because when we, when we think about the Word of God and we think and we open up the Word of God, and I'm looking at Noah and some of our hyphen, I've taught a portion of this lesson uh, with them, and we kind of unpacked it a little bit. But I felt like God wanted me to dive back into it. And so, uh, and that's what we're doing here tonight. And so we see, we see the milk and the meat. We see uh, Jesus as the um, bread of life. We see him as the, the everlasting water, right? That will, we will never thirst again, right? So, uh, but the, the word of God. I'm going to go over a couple of scriptures really quick. John 1 and 1. And you don't have to put them on the screen. You can but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Psalms 119, 105. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. For training in righteousness. I want us to remember that. For training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete. Remember that as well. That the man of God may be complete. Equipped for every good work. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. I have a, I have, I have a list of what the word of God does and what the word of God is. I don't need to tell you. You guys, we believe that the power of the word of God. Amen. I've got first Thessalonians uh, 2 and 13, Romans 10 and 17, all of these, right? I'm thankful for the word of God. And I would like to consider myself as a, uh, a teacher or a preacher or a minister. Uh, but when, when people are preaching and teaching and evangelizing, um, it can get um, it can get hard. You all think it's easy because Pastor John and Pastor John, uh, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Johnson do it so easy and, and freely, and and Brother Noah as well as Brother pa uh, Pastor Moses and Brother Vinny and whoever else has been up here, and and it just looks so smooth. I didn't know I didn't name myself because I know it's a little a little shaky at times, a little turbulent, right? There you go. Get those laughs out. But one of the things that we, that people, when they are teaching, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's up here, whether you're preaching to five, ten, a thousand people, you want to make it memorable. You do. And that's the power of parables. That's the power of Jesus telling stories, 
right? So maybe it's the title, maybe it's the catchphrase, maybe it's the points or topics, maybe it's the illustration, uh, whether it's people or whether it's an object, right? It sounds super simple unless you have to do it week in and week out. Communication experts would tell preachers that the, the key to more memorable sermons is using more props and compelling stories. Other people would tell us to get rid of gimmicks and stick to the meat of the word. Some warn you have to shorten the messages in light of the shrinking attention spans. Others will point out to, that the most um, influential preachers, pastors, and speakers are seldom brief in their remarks, right? That's funny to me. Um, we can have a hyper-practical uh, three- and five-step uh, lesson and outline, right? And we try to do that. I try to do that. Pastor tries to do that. People up here, whether you see it in the outline or you hear it in the outline, there is a body, possibly an introduction, possibly a three-point three message, and a conclusion. And some are a little more seamless than others, Right? Amen? Amen. Um, so especially when preaching to a church like Revival Church, when we have spiritual food just, man, you guys took the clock off. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, spiritual food just here, like the table is set before you. Right? There is... There is milk and meat and bread and so many different ways to look at a scripture or a text, right? And it all compounds on, um, on each other. Let me ask you this. You don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever heard anybody say, or maybe you thought yourself, um, I wish... We had a little more, a little more meat. Come on, I know y'all, I know y'all thought that. Maybe not here, but you've thought that somewhere. All it is here is whipped cream preaching. All it is is the milk. Come on, I mean, we've, you've thought it whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else. It may be here tonight, man. You thought you were getting a steak tonight. And you're getting a little dinky glass of milk, right? You're getting some soft stuff. I brought you some heavy whipping cream. I'm going to scoop it up right here for you. I also brought a three-pound steak sirloin. All right. You preach with me. We get it done a lot sooner. And, and you know, I'm just acting like a old veteran season. But man, check this out. Sirloin steak. It's not for sale, folks. It just came out of the refrigerator. I got to take it back because I'm going to probably eat it this weekend. Have leftovers for five days. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But have you ever thought of that or heard that, right? Um, and we don't realize what we are saying. We really don't. We, we, we say, well, I, I want a little more meat. All we get is milk around here. And you may, may think that, I'm just, I'm, I want to I re, rehash that a little bit. You may think that, you may have thought that, you may think that tonight, you may think that on Sunday, you may have thought that last Sunday. No matter how good anybody preaches, 
There's always going to be somebody that says, man, that was some good meat. And you're always going to have somebody that says, man, that was just some whipped cream, little sugar on top, didn't do nothing to me. You're, there's, there's, there's a certain ratio here. I don't know what it is. Hopefully it's all, everyone gets some meat out of it tonight, right? But it doesn't matter. The Bible is milk and meat. Amen? Don't get me wrong. There's, there, there, there is nothing wrong with wanting to go deeper and wanting substance and wanting meat and wanting the deeper revelations of God. But we somehow, we in our mind, we really don't know what we're asking. I want to show you a scripture. Okay? There's a difference between, uh, it's a major difference between what we think meat is and what the Bible talks about meat. Okay? And I want to tell you about a little secret. I'm going to, I'm try, I'm going to hurry up. I want to tell you all about a little secret I heard probably a couple months ago. I heard somebody say, well, I got to get me some word. So I got to go on YouTube. I got to get me, I got to go on Facebook. Now they weren't, they didn't come to Revival Center. But they said, I got to get me some word. And I, I tried to unhear it, but I couldn't. And then I thought, I was like, oh my, wait, what, what did I just hear? And so it caused me to dive into the scripture. And as I did, I started learning and relearning about the meat and the milk of God, right? Mind you, this person has 10 Bibles and a concordance, index, Bible dictionary, whatever else, lexicon, whatever. I mean, they got a library, right? But they need more meat. And that's what made me kind of, wait, that person needs more meat? You guys got like 25 Bibles at home. Like, what? That sounds like baby talk. Okay? All right. Meat, let you in, okay? Meat means maturity. Meat means maturity. And once we have a better understanding of what maturity is, then we know what meat is, and then we have a better understanding of God's word. Thus having a better understanding of what we are called to do. Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. If you can put it up there, Brother Brandon, thank you so much for helping me. Let's just read it really fast. Of whom have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk, not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of Use, let's remember this, let's, let's point this out. By reason of use 
have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Isaiah 54 and 14, in righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. 1 Corinthians 15 and 34, awake to righteousness, awake to righteousness and sin not. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. You can go and read all of Romans 5. It talks about righteousness. It talks, I'm going to try to hurry up. I'm going to run past this. It talks about righteousness. It talks about how the first Adam and then how Jesus Christ had to come and, and we, traded, we traded our sins for forgiveness and for grace and for righteousness. I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for the working of righteousness that he did. And you can go and read all of uh, Romans 5. Um, there's nothing wrong, wrong with wanting meat. But sometimes we look at it in the wrong way. Sometimes we look at a speaker. You might look at me tonight and say, oh man, I wish he had better speaking skills. I wish he didn't look like an idiot. I wish he didn't wear that beige. I hate beige. I'll try. I, you'll never see me, never ever see me probably in purple up here. Uh, I hate purple too, okay? But it could be anything, right? Oh, hush. <laughs> like some purple flowers over there or something, huh? I love our youth and our hyphen. Man, I was able to, to talk to them a couple of weeks ago. They are awesome. Yeah, go ahead and give them a hand clap. They are awesome, young uh, adults and students, and we have fun together. And I was up there, I had the boot. Tonight I'm trying to just look a little fancy. I would have some tennies on. Uh, and they were giggling the whole time. Like, I was up there like, man, it was like, I said, I'm getting off this pulpit. Then the laughing kind of stopped, you know. But it was, anyways, let's move on. I have a great time with them. I love them very, very much. Lindsay and I love them very, very much. Um, so the preacher needs to be more persuasive, uh, have more charisma, be more engaging, and uh, maybe a little more wisdom. Right? That's what we, that's what we think sometimes. Man, if he would only act like this, or if he would be like this, or if he would break it down like Pastor John, or if he would break it down like Pastor Johnson, or if he would cast out demons like Josh Herring, or if he could break down the word like Victor Jackson, or, you know, if he could be a wordsmith like Brother so-and-so. I was thinking of uh, Brother Williams, right? In Popka, Florida. Just this wordsmith. Brother Paul Pamer, all of these people that give you the word of God, that deliver the word of God to us, right? There's three areas I just want, I want to touch on really quick. 
Pastor Johnson talked about it. He said, this is, he talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He said, this is not a glorified TED talk. Like this is the word of God. And through the fullness, fullness of preaching, that's what's happening now, through anybody, whether it's me or you, or through Davina, or Lauren, or Alan, whoever it is, whether it's singing or preaching, we are, we, there's an ushering into the word. There's an ushering into praise and worship, right? Amen. And I'm thankful for a, I talked to a pastor yesterday. He said, y'all know how to have church. I'm thankful for revival church and how we do know how to have church. I remember Bishop Keyes saying, well, all these pastors, you know, they come to me and say, well, what are you guys doing over there? He said, it's simple. Just have good church. Just have good church. Right? Uh, some of us want to get into the heavy topics, right? When we want the meat. Eschatology, right? The, the tribulation. Um, and it discusses the matter of the second coming and resurrection of the dead and the rapture and tribulation and millennialism and judgment and the new heaven and the new earth. Some of us want all of that, right? The meaty stuff. We never hear that at Revival Church. It ain't hellfire brimstone. Woo! Man, I grew up to that. Back in turn. Woo! Yeah, like this. Red hot revival, right? We don't hear that here at Revival Church. All they give us is milk. All it is is whipped cream preaching. We like to have unproductive debates that ultimately cause division. But that's me. That's me. We like to get real technical in the legal stuff. If a preacher or a pastor can give you a burden and beat you up, you feel good. You feel like you got some meat. Man, that guy hit me upside the head. I feel, man, we just got some meat tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going home, I'm throwing away all my CD. I'm, if, you guys want preaching that where you gotta throw everything away. You'd rather throw it away than, than give it at a missions conference. It's the same thing. You're, you're doing better off laying it here at the altar. But we want that heavy meat, burden bearing preaching, that red hot Holy Ghost fire preaching. That makes us feel like a, like this small. And we carry it home. And what do we do? We sit down. We throw it away. We throw it away. Right? Or we tear it down. But we never throw it away. Or we throw it away, but we never get rid of it in our heart. That's what, that's what the, the Israelites did. With Jeroboam. In the beginning of the chapter, he followed his, his father. Even Asa, King Asa, Pastor Johnson preached about it, right? And I'm getting off my notes, but you tear it down, but then you still got it in here. 
And by the beginning of the chapter, it says, uh, he followed the ways of God and he tore down the high places, but he never removed them. He never removed them, right? So we, and we go through these cycles and we're here three years and three months and 10 years and 30 years and we still need meat. We still need meat. And we say, man, we've been here 30 years. It ain't like it was 15. It, it ain't like it was when Bishop was here. I'm sorry, Dad, Pastor. I, I may never get to preach again. I'm just, I'm feeling it, right? But that's what we say. Man, it's not old time. It's that old time revival back on Tuolumne. It'll never be like that again. We had a lot of this. But now we got a lot of this. All we do on Sunday is worship. Woo! All we're doing is dancing. All they do is run around. There ain't no me. And let me say this before I forget. Sunday, you know how many guests and visitors come in that want to hear a word from God? And you are so busy wanting to hear me and having a cynical attitude. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. God led me through this word, okay? Because I need to eat this as well. But we come in and we say, man, I want some meat. And that ain't nothing. And we walk back, we walk out that door. And we don't take anything that was said because we think it was milk. We think it was whipped cream. Well, guess what? Pastor Johnson... He doesn't see y'all because y'all are mature, right? He sees the one or the five or the ten or Pastor John, Jonathan. He sees the little fragments, the leftovers. He's saying, okay, I got to preach. I, I'm, pre, I'm trying to preach to everyone. I hope that everyone gets it. But I got to preach for that one. I, I haven't seen them here. I need to deliver some milk. I need a poor glass of milk. And so Sundays, we come in, and we, we want to be fed. And we get selfish. And that's why when, when I heard that, I said, wow, how selfish. That's baby talk. You sound like a crying little sniveling brat. And it was none of y'all. I'm going to be like one of those nice pastors. and pre it, it wasn't here at Revival Church. It's okay. Some, I was preaching in Florida, and, uh, you know, those darn saints, they're prone to sin and lustfulness over there in Miami. <sighs> but anyways, it sounded so selfish to me. I thought, okay, and I talked to, I've, I've talked to pastors, and they say, well, Sundays are usually what I, the way that I try to craft my messages is, for everyone, but it's for the lost. Now on Wednesdays, hopefully y'all are getting some of this tonight, but it's, this, is, this may seem elementary. This is what God gave me. So you take it as milk, you take it as meat, you may not even take it off the plate. But I'm here, okay? And God has asked me. He told, I, 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 I have to say this, okay? So Wednesday night is where 
their saints get fed. Okay? Where there's teaching. Because sometimes what happens is preaching, y'all don't remember the scriptures he said on Sunday. Don't act like you do. Maybe one, okay? I did this little object lesson. I raised, uh, we, they didn't, I don't know if they didn't feel good or they felt like they were lying or whatever. But let's just, we might, be, might do it tonight. How many today have opened up your, don't, raise your hand. You have to raise your hand. If you didn't, just raise your hand. How many opened up your Bible today and read at least one scripture? Raise your hand. I'm not even looking, so just raise your hand. Okay, great. How many have talked to somebody this week about God? Raise your hand. How many have given a Bible study in the last 30 days? Raise your hand, even if you haven't, okay? How many have... Uh, no, I'm just being honest because I know that, come on, church this size, all y'all, not each and every one of us are teaching Bible studies in the last 30 days. There'd be someone sitting next to you, okay? I haven't either. I get a default because I get to teach to the hyphen once a week. Yeah, I get to raise my hand. Who cares? Am I personally talking to somebody? Am I personally reaching out to somebody? No. I'm trying. I'm trying. And we're on this campaign. And I'm trying to hurry up, too. I got four minutes. Right? Some of us want to have spiritual warfare. And they love when Brother Herring comes. Man, he's going to cast out demons. And bums start fighting up in the balcony. And, and things start popping off. And knives are pulled out and there's a crazy person on the street and just all the demons in hell and that, I mean we're just having the time of our lives here right Woo! fire and, and you're getting the Holy Ghost over here and you're getting the victory and then the next time he comes you're getting the victory Woo! and then the next time and then Victor Jackson comes Woo! this is me Woo! thank you Jesus It's crazy to me, I'm 37, and I've wasted time by not getting in the Word of God. I wasted my 20s by not getting in the Word of God. And I don't live a life of regret, but we have wasted time not being in the Word of God, whether it's milk or whether it's meat. We have. I love y'all, but I, I want to do what God has called me to do more than anything. I'm 37 and I, I have, I goofed off. Y'all goof off too. I goofed off, but I want to make it right. I want to make it count and I want to be mature in the things of God, in the word of God. And y'all should feel the same way. We should be biblically literate. Amen? If you, if you feel like what's being preached here, oh, well, that's not truth. That's not... Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Get you some milk. Get you some meat. Get in the Word. Don't judge the man, but 
You want to go back and eat. All right? I'm, gonna, I'm running through. I'm so sorry for taking. I've got two minutes. I've got Everly. I've got Ezra. I've got Scotland that I have to teach. I cannot, I cannot sit and live off of milk. I want you to, I'm going to run, I'm going to run back over really quick to Hebrews. But read, read what that is. Read what righteousness is. Read what Hebrews is talking about, right? Paul, Hebrews is, some people say it's Paul, Apollos, Barnabas, right? Many different writers they say, right? Regardless, it's the word of God. Amen. So Hebrews, he shows back up. Let's just say it's Paul. He shows back up. Brandon, can you put it back on? So what do we do now? We've got one minute. What do we do now? I've asked some of my friends here, brothers, when God gave me this a couple months ago, I said, what's the milk and the meat of, of the word? What is the milk and the meat of the word? I got some great answers. I got an answer, not because they agreed with me. I didn't give them any, I didn't lead the witness. But they said exactly what, it's, it's based off of your perception. It's based off of your maturity. What you think today is meek, meat in a year should be milk. What you think is hard, someone coming in, and Brother Robert, right, he's going to come in. I met him on Sunday. The flyer, he told me the fire story. That's strong. I mean, just trample on the, they said, I want to go to church this morning. Boom, he looks down. There's a flyer, right? He's coming in. He comes and gets baptized. He is a baby. Now, he may eat this fleshly, right? But in spirit. And, and this is going to bless whether you're here a week, a day, 30 years. I hope that this encourages you. Because wherever you're at in the word of God, it's milk and it's meat. You should be getting fed. Look at Hebrews really quick. Let's run, run back really quick. Hebrews, I'm right here. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because I've missed so much of my notes. I'm so sorry. But it's hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You, ought some, uh, you need someone to teach you uh, elementary truths of the word all over again. Go to Peter really fast. Okay. First Peter 2, therefore, rid yourselves of malice. Okay, uh, verse 2, like newborn babies, crave the pure, sincere milk so that by, uh, by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have test, tasted that the Lord is good. Corinthians. This is the word, y'all. Okay. Corinthians, what do I have right here? Give me my scripture. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now, and even now, you are still not able to receive it. Not able. For you are still carnal. 
For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? You're dull of hearing. Okay, the word, this is the word, which is interpreted and translates into lazy. Some, some translations say stupid, idiotic, moron, dumbo. I don't know, loser. I don't know, I'm just, it's not good. You are dull of hearing, you are lazy. Why? Because you're not teaching the word of God. And so what I have learned, John 4 and 32, 4 and 31, really quick. The lady at Jacob's well went to Jesus and it was planned, right? And Jesus meets her and says, I have water that you know not of. You're never going to thirst again. He reveals himself to her. And then the disciples come back because he sent him away. The disciples come back and say, hey, you need to eat. You need to eat, Jesus. You need some meat. And he said, well, I, I am the meat. I am the flesh. And it's 4, 435. Noah, you went, 815, eight, you went all the way to 815 when you preached to. Yeah, so forget that, bro. I got 10 more minutes. I'm, I'm joking. I'm going to hurry up. Um, anyways, I am the meat. And it is to do the will. He's saying, I am the meat. I am the meat. Why was Paul, why did he come back and he said, man, y'all, y'all should be, y'all should be teaching. Huh. But you need to go back to, to the milk. Like, I left y'all, like, bro, y'all should be, like, growing. You started with milk, but I came back, and you still need milk? Why? He says you ought to be teachers. And so I said, God, who am I teaching? The way that you get fed, it's, there's so many different effects and the theories and all of this, but it's the, the prodigy effect or where the, the thought that the teacher learns more than the student. You know that the meat that you're looking for, the substance, the, the meat, the banging in the head, the stuff that makes you like, oh, God, that wrecks me. It's when you get in the word and you teach someone else and you get fed more than the student and Paul comes back to you and says, man, you're a teacher. You are mature. And I, please, I'm going to close my eyes when I say this. I said, I, I, I've wasted time. We waste time. We are babies still. We are overgrown babies, some of us. Some of us get in the word. Some of us don't. You know what you're doing? You're coming to church Sunday and Wednesday. Pastor John, Pastor Johnson, I haven't, Pastor John, I wrote it down because this is already on my heart. Pastor Johnson said, if you come on Sunday and Wednesday and I've got to feed you and you can't feed yourself at home, you have heard so much word for a hundred lifetimes. 
We need a revival of obedience, not of meat, not of word. We need a revival of obedience. What does the word say? Teach somebody about God. What does the word say? Teach somebody about righteousness. What does the word say? We are saved by the word of our testimony. Tell somebody about what God has called you to do. What has God, God called you from? That is your meat. So when someone asks you, we can all stand. When someone asks or says maybe a statement and says, man, <laughs> I wish we'd have more preaching over there around Revival Church. You need to say, shut up, you big baby. Go get in your word and teach somebody and you will get fed much more than, I almost brought a bottle, but I didn't want to insult you all and myself, but because then Alexis would probably throw me up on a meme or something, sucking on a bottle. But listen, that's what we do because we don't want to do it ourselves. We don't have the discipline. We don't have the discipline. When, when mama, 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 Ezra, mama, mama. I'm not gonna say everything else he says, right? He's like, mama, he wants mama. He can't do it on his own. Now he's getting around to it and he's got in the Vaseline this, today and he got in, the, got in the, the, the Kool-Aid and he got in the pumpkin pie while I'm over there and then he's throwing stuff under the door while I'm trying to study. Oh my gosh. Listen, finally I let him in. I said, you know what? I've got, to, I've got to practice what I preach. Put him on my lap and I start, we started praying. He fell asleep. I said, God, touch my boy. Touch my daughters. I want to teach them this word. I want to be mature. But we come and we sit and we allow someone else. We take it back to the Old Testament. We go back to the tabernacle where the priest has to give us the word. We forsake what God did on the cross because we can't do it on a, the reason he came down was so we could do it. So we could have the relationship with him. But when we come week in, week out, Sunday, Wednesday, never open up our Bible and are a spiritual baby little brat, and I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at myself, constituents all over the world. We do it all over, Christians. We come, get in your word and start teaching somebody. Get in your word and start using and exercising the word. Hebrews 11, 13, 11 through 14, read that. By use of exercise. Get in your word, exercise, and practice it, exactly. He wrote to Philemon 1 and 6. I've got so many scriptures. I've got so many notes. Musicians, Davina, please come. Give us a nice song. It's probably going to have to be short because it's 810. But listen, I love y'all and I love my family. I love my... We have to teach one another. We've got to teach one another and we've got to teach our family. Strong families make strong churches. They make strong nations. And you guys dictate how the nation goes. 
We need to get back in the Word. We need to get back. That's all. And we need to start teaching it. If you could just lift up your hands, maybe just pray right here before you go, if you've got to go. My prayer tonight, maybe it's milk. Maybe you didn't get anything out of this message. Maybe it's me. Maybe you've never heard this before. Maybe it's something new. But we need to come and enter into the, to his house and know that we're being fed regardless. And someone else is being fed. God, tonight, I pray that you would just touch each and every one of us tonight. Let your words seep deep into our hearts and the fabric of our spirits, God. Seep deep. God, let there be a revival. God of your word and knowledge of your word, God. Where we don't grow up in the hyphens and the youth. They just, it's not calisthenics. It's not just coming in where we don't have a relationship. We don't commune with you. We don't pray. We don't read your word. We don't get to know you. God, tonight let there be a baptism. Let there be a reminding, God. You guys can go ahead and sing and play and let there be a reminding. This altar's open if you have time. God, let this word get deep in me, in my spirit, Lord. God, let there be a revival for the word of God, a hunger, a hunger for the word of God and to teach somebody, to teach somebody. God, that's how we get fed. That's how we get our meat. That's how we get our meat. That's how we're fed. That's how we're sustained. We become teachers of your word. In order to be teachers of your word, we've got to get in your word. We've got to get in your word. God, do it tonight. Let it spark a little fire again for the love of your word, for the love and the hunger for your word, God, for these youth and these hyphen. Don't let them go another 10 years and not, the, not read the Bible throughout. Start a plan at the beginning of the year in January and only go three months and grow up and do what we all do, God. Let there be a revival, Lord.